What's up, everybody? It's Mike Kenoki from the Contracting Handbook and Straight Ahead Construction in Fairbanks, Alaska. And I'm back with a conversation I had with Tim Sprague of Pound Per Pound Framing and Forming out of Whistler, BC. You know Timmy from Instagram. We had a great conversation about running a construction company from the crew. I'm saying you got to use all of your senses too, especially when you're running a crew. But you got to put guys in positions where they can succeed. And then they enjoy their work and then their progress and, and their production becomes exponential. And then the business side of stuff. <laughs> if you broke down all the hours, yeah, at this point, uh, yeah, you'd probably be making, I don't know, I don't want to do it. I'd probably yeah. be making less than minimum wage. <laughs> so <laughs> Know what you're not good at and hire someone better than you at it. Set up a decent website for your company first thing you do. That's what you should do. And then if you're looking for inspiration, Timmy's all about it, man. Take every opportunity you can and, and learn the most from it because you never know where you can apply it and how much of a, build, a better builder or carpenter or plumber or electrician it can make you. Whether, whether we created them or someone else created them, we solved them. Clear. Because as a building community, all of us as professionals have shared knowledge and we all become better. Make um, us build dreams, baby. All right, everybody. Today I have a builder who's been on his own for, oh, I believe three years now. He's gone. He's done some concrete skate parks. He's now moved on to foundations and framing of new homes. Though he can clearly do it all, uh, you may know him from his framing tip and random job site videos on Instagram, where he cuts 90 studs at once. Well, I was very skeptical. It's founder and owner of Pound for Pound Construction out of Whistler, BC. It's the infamous Tim Sprague. What's up, Timmy? Hey, Mike. How you doing, buddy? Good to be here. Thanks for having me on, man. This is exciting. Cool. I'm glad you're here. It's uh, it's been it's been fun trying to track each other down and actually get together and have a conversation. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, yeah. It's way better to do it face-to-face over the phone or uh talking here than instagram messaging eh <laughs> yeah 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 How, how's the weather how's the weather there today in whistler yeah man it's good we finally got some reprieve from this rain you know it's fall time here on the wet coast as i call it because uh you know we'll get 70 100 mils a week in the in the fall time oh no doubt but uh yeah a little break from the rain today but it'll come again next week but that's okay no such thing as uh bad weather just bad gear no doubt no doubt that's the, that's the attitude yeah, so are you a, are you a, are you a snowboarder are you a skier uh, i'm uh originally yeah i moved out to Worcester because i was a skier big time skier came out here to be a ski bum and uh yeah i kind of found carpentry out here and mostly and uh yeah moved out here for the mountains and uh but after i've had four knee surgeries two shoulder surgeries so i mm. snowmobile now i can't ski anymore but Go out, go out into the mountains on a on a machine under your legs. It's pretty wild. Yeah, that's that, that can beat you up pretty good too. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I asked about. No, I, 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 go ahead. And I was just gonna say, no worse than framing is. So. Oh yeah. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I was asking about snowboarding because you had because uh, you had told me you would started out. Or at some point, we're doing 
concrete for skate parks and uh that's pretty that's pretty rad so how'd you how did that happen and then you know where did you how did that get you here uh yeah yeah so yeah it kind of just kind of came about because i was framing this crazy custom home and the builder who i'd worked for for about four or five years kind of told us he was changing his company up he was moving down to the city so today he didn't have any more work lined up after that project and then my foreman who i've learned a lot from he actually uh he's the one who got the job with the skate parks and then i was like hey what about me and he told them and got in contact and uh yeah so that was for new line skate parks they're a pretty big company they do uh, skate parks all over north america they'll even mm. send crews out to south africa israel and stuff like that they've built parks overseas oh, so wow. um yeah it's pretty wild but uh yeah so uh you know I had to make the decision because I just started my uh, apprenticeship at that point. I think I was a second year apprentice and I'd gone to school for my first year and uh, they didn't offer really any uh, apprenticeship with the ITA there, which is in Canada. ITA is uh, kind of our industry training authority. So that's what you register under as an apprentice. Um, so I was kind of at odds if I should go do that or not, because, you know, I kind of felt like I should complete the ITA training and, but ultimately, I was like, you know, it's an opportunity. Let's see what happens. You never know until you go. Um, and I did that for two years, and it kind of worked perfect for my lifestyle at the time. I got to take the three months in the winter off. I had enough money saved, and I just got to go into the mountains and, like you said, you know, ski or snowboard and and enjoy it. But, uh, yeah, and like I said, uh, at the end of it, it was it was an awesome experience, man. I learned more than, more than I thought it could have and because uh, we did everything. We'd show up flat lot they'd rent us the machines we'd do all the excavation work ourselves mm, we'd, nice. we'd cut it we'd cut it down we'd do all the fill all the packing work with do all the drainage we'd work with the geotech then we'd form everything then we'd do all of our own concrete we had a ticketed welder on site he taught me how to weld i did all most of the handrails and all the coping for most of the bowls after that so uh, i learned tons and then we even did uh, our own survey with like a like a 3000 um learn how to use that um so like a total uh, station yeah yeah so it, it, it so i mean, the whole point i guess long colluded uh though my whole point is take every opportunity you can and, and learn the most from it because you never know where you can apply it and how much of a build a better builder or a carpenter or a plumber or electrician it can make you yeah that is that is awesome that you had that that all that hands-on experience at the beginning especially with the foundation work, because that is where we start. And yeah, exactly. You, when you understand that you understand the structure so much better. Yeah. But, and yeah. to be honest, being able to, you know, there's there kind of something to be said about looking at a, a, a bare piece of land and be able to envision what has to be cut out of it to make the foundation work as well. That's a huge part. And I find, you know, helping builders do that. They're, they're very grateful because, you know, I, I normally here on site, I'll lay out the foundation and, and, and help the surveyor and, and help the, the excavators also before I show up to do the foundation. Um, and, and that also allows me to, you know, uh, uh, make cuts in the proper way because uh, we do a lot of new Dura. They're an 18 inch block. So I like to, if we're doing excavation cuts, I like to make the, the steps in my footings work with an 18 inch new Dura block. Oh, 10, four. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's all a process. And yeah, like you said, it, it all starts from the first bucket in the ground. 
Yeah, man. Well, that's, that is awesome uh, uh, that you do foundations. Then you're on the framing because yeah, that, that releases that lag time that I'm always up against. So, so please come to Alaska. We got tons <laughs> of builds. We got tons of builds going on. We are shorthanded. We need, yeah, we need everything, but. Yeah, I think most of North America, I don't know about the rest of the world, but it seems to be like that. I've been trying to hire a guy for a year now and nothing. Oh, yeah, you can't find you're, – you're trying to recruit and you're, you're struggling with that, huh? Yeah, yeah, I'm mostly – I'm trying to find a guy who's, you know, a mid-level guy. I don't need a, a full-on ticketed carpenter, but I got a lot of people who want to get into it and want to learn, but you can only, you know, there's a fine line about how many people you can teach at once before the site becomes un, uh, inefficient, right? Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Cause you got to be able to leave and, and yeah. And, yeah. And not worry. Yeah. Or, or I find, you know, and that's always what I'm battling. I find and the biggest thing about, you know, running a crew, running a site is, you know, as much as the carpentry aspect, expect it's, it's managing people and managing personalities. And if I spend time managing personalities and instructing too much, then I'm actually not, you know, my tool belt's on, but I'm not actually doing much work. So there's a fine line I found between, you know, instructing and being able to work myself if i take too much out of working myself and instructing too much then the site becomes not efficient yeah that was that's pretty much what my next question was is how you how you wrestle with with uh with you know busting out work yourself and 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 then overseeing other work and and quality control because you're you might be with one guy over here but you got a guy or two over there or one guy just alone with a nail gun. And, yeah. And that's where, and, and then if he puts a hundred nails in something wrong. Yeah. And I think that's where, you know, and, and guys can probably uh, speak to this, but uh, wisdom and experience comes in to speak. And I use all my senses, you know, I'll be in, and you know, it takes a lot out of you too. It really does. Cause I'll be, I'll be, you know, I'll be having my head and I'll be laying out a wall plate while I'll be helping buddy and instructing him how he's framing a wall next to me. And then I'll also be listening to the guy across the site, like you said, with the nail gun, because I'll know by sound if he's nailing properly. And all of a sudden I'll hear mm. something and I'll, yeah. I'll stop. And I'll be like, oh, 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 I'll, I'll be like, no, 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 no. You know, because just by sound, that's what I'm saying. You got to use all of your senses too, especially when you're running a crew. And it, yeah, it takes a lot. But, and, and the goal is, you know, train them right and, and it's always going to be like that, no matter if you hire a green guy or an experienced guy, because every crew runs different and they run different systems. So everyone has to get incorporated into those systems. But you have to believe in them, I think, enough. And and, you know, I don't know, like I said, I'm only three years into this, so I'm still learning everything, learning a lot. And nothing's pr tried, true or proven yet. So um, but I think, you know, I strongly believe if you put in the effort and the time to teach and, and train people, your systems, your way, the crew will will pay for itself eventually but you have to make those investments now it's like anything else in life right yeah i completely agree that investing investing that time in your crew and really training them goes it's you have to put that time in and it's frustrating when you get someone who's not learning it sounds like you have a pretty rad crew and then and then uh it was interesting that you brought that up about you you hear the nails going in wrong you hear the gun firing and you're like, no, yeah. no, no, because uh, I was talking to Marcus uh, from Brokey Builds, Marcus Nagdekal, a couple months ago. Yep. And he said the same exact thing. It's like, no, and I hear the gun. It's like, yeah, run, run over and stop. So, yeah. 
yeah, it's, it's, it's all senses it takes, you know, and even not even for a foreman, everyone should be using all their senses all the time. And that's what I, you know, when guys are learning how to nail a wall, I'll, I'll purposely go and I'll be like, okay, nail this. You hear that? Okay. Now ne nail next to it. Do you hear the difference? Yeah. Right? And that's like, yeah. one, well, that's one of the first things is, you know, I don't know, I, you know, going back to social media, you know, I've, I've got a little bit of slack. Some guys ask why I don't, I don't snap out all my sheeting on my walls for my studs. And I don't know. I've, I've never done that. I've never been taught that. So I just teach the boys how to use their senses and uh, nail like that. Yeah. It's funny when you got to teach someone the sound of a nail going through plywood and not hitting something. You're like, you, how come you can't hear that? Yeah. 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 And <laughs> but I, I, but I, I was there. I, I was there at one point. Yeah. I yeah. didn't know either. Yeah, exactly. And, I, and I, I got pretty good at that. And, you know, sometimes I find myself frustrated, but it's a big thing that, you know, I think I think uh, Marcus there actually commented on this as well. And one of your things is uh, um, not expecting all your guys to be as good as you or you. It's not five of me on site. So you can't expect that you have to you, you're, you have to allow and your expectations have to allow for some mistakes and things to be done a bit different than your hands would do. Yeah, you're reading my you're reading my mind here. This is right where I'm going because because this is expecting everybody to be you is where is our biggest failure as leaders. Yeah, exactly, and that comes back to like I said, it's you know half the job of being the crew lead or, or the project manager or the the you know the lead carpenter on site. What I is, is I always say is managing personalities more than managing carpentry, and 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 putting guys in positions, you know, what, where, and that's what I believe in. Right. You know, and, and it takes a bit of time, but you got to put guys in positions where they can succeed and then they enjoy their work and then their progress and, and their production becomes exponential. Well, you're, you're miles ahead of where I was when I was three years into my business. I didn't have people yet. It went three years, but, uh, that kind of wisdom will take you far because, you really do have to put people in positions that, that match them at least until they're comfortable with what they're, with their, what they're doing. And, and framing is so fast and furious and expectations are so high for, for progress at the end of every day. And it's stressful for people that are learning because nobody likes doing, nobody likes failing. Nobody likes yeah. letting the, the, bo the boss down um, or letting their, their, yeah, their, their team down. You know, everybody wants to do their best and, you know, get a high five and, and have people pat them on the back, you know? Yeah, of course. And, you know, and, and I think, you know, and, and no one, no one enjoys being bad at anything, right? Like, yeah. and that's what I've always said, you know, why not, why not try your hardest to become the best you can be? Because everything's more enjoyable when you're good at it, It is. but it takes you putting those people in and that comes back, putting those people in the positions to succeed so that they can be good at it. So then they do enjoy and then your crew runs efficiently and everyone's happy. Everything's jiving. Is your, is your work uh, primarily contracted through general contractors or direct to clients or what? Uh, mostly. So uh, yeah, it's, it's, I haven't done any client builds. It's mostly been for builders. Um, and uh, that's kind of cause you know, the Whistler, I kind of saw a need for it. I came up, I came up under a builder for years here. I was his, his right hand man. I was his project manager, really good guy. He's, he, he, you know, amazing dude. He, he knew I always wanted to go on my own and he helped me and led me to this path. So 
I got to, you know, he, and he's a good friend and always will be. So, you know, and as soon as I wanted to go out on my own, he helped me, he, you know, he, he let me see all his bookkeeping um, as we were going. So I could, could in the future understand budgeting and stuff for framing. He'd let me see how much it cost us on those projects. So then I could understand for future projects, how much it would cost me to frame it. That is awesome. That's so cool to hear. I, I mean, I, I, most people don't have a mentor for this stuff. We just don't. And, and that's yeah. a struggle that that's very yeah, cool. Exactly. And, and, and a lot of it, you know, a lot of it, I've just been, you know, it's been trial and error, QuickBooks, all that stuff, but he is definitely, you know, I'll give him a shout out, uh, Ringmaster Construction out of Whistler. His name's Randy Warm. Um, I worked for him for nine or 10 years. So I basically, I started and his foreman kind of taught me everything I know, uh, Luke Gaten there. Um, so I owe a lot to those two guys. I wouldn't be where I am without them for sure. And I, yeah. I still talk to Randy. I still talk to Randy, the builder all the time. You know, uh, he's got, uh, I don't know if you're watching like uh, that deck video. I, I, I was doing that deck, uh, yep. that exposed blue lamb deck there. And yeah, with the elevations, I ended up having to plane that. That big planer is actually his. So, you know, I'll call him up. Hey, can I borrow a 12 inch planer, man? Nice. <laughs> but he stores, he stores his dump trailer and, and stuff in my house. So it's, uh, Anyways, but that's why relationships in this world are good. You know what I mean? You got to, you got to have good relationships and, and, and help each other out. And uh, the world can be, the building world can be a better place. Oh yeah. That, I, I'm with you on that. That uh, when my subs need one of my trailers, just like, come and get it, come and get the key and it's yours, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right. Like it's whatever makes it smooth, whatever makes it easy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, and we don't all want to buy every single thing. Most because, of us, uh, I do, but that's probably I mean, an issue I have. <laughs> well, you, I, I, yeah, I'm with that. It's just that some tools you're only going to use once or or twice ever, you know. So I don't buy. Uh, well, yeah, no, so, for sure. So, if there's like, there's a one-off tool, you know, you go rent it. Say you got a steel beam and. You know, the, the, the steel shop messed up some holes. You're going to go rent a mag drill for 20 holes. I'm not going to buy a $4,000 mag drill because I don't mag drill holes all that often. Yeah, I got a buddy with a couple of those, so I'm set. Oh, they, see? There yeah. you go. Exactly. Yeah. See? yeah. And that's why you don't need to buy everything, like you said. You just need to have friends who have them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it goes both ways. Like, he might not have a trailer, so you use his mag drill, he'll borrow your trailer, and, you know, and that's what it's all about. Oh yeah, that's my buddy Matt. He's a diesel mechanic. He so he's got all he's got all kinds of stuff that I would never even touch. You know. Yeah, those are good friends to have. Mechanics, they're good yeah. friends to have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he. If he ever hears this episode, he'll be rolling his eyes, going, "Oh my my, that guy owes me so many favors." <laughs> yeah, I got I got two mechanic buddies, a small engine mechanic who helps me with my sled all the time, and yep. I probably owe him a a full framed house at this point. Yeah, they're like, you're, they see you calling, they're like, what's he need now? Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> so, but, so, so then how long, so how long has it been since you, you went off on your own from, from Randy? Uh, yeah, I'd be, well, I started subcon, so like I said, he helped me, so I all started on my own under Randy, so I went from being an employee and he helped me go subcontract and then, gotcha. Uh, slow, slowly, slowly hire on guys under him and then transferred to them being on my payroll. Um, so it's been, I've been subcontract now for three years. So the, 
I've done two builds without him and then two builds with him under subcontract. Cool. Yeah, those are pretty big builds you're doing, it looks like. Yeah, out here in Whistler, they're normally, you know, the frame. And I like to do the frame and informing, but uh, we, we, we kind of we do it all if need be. Like I said, I came up for 12 years and I was did everything. Randy did everything in the house. He didn't really sub any carpentry out. So we did, you know, we helped the excavator. We did the foundation, framing, siding. We did all the slab prep. We did... I did most of the, his, uh, like, you know, small slab placement and, and finishing or any exposed walls or anything like that. Concrete hearse. Then we do all the hardwood interior finishing MDF trims or Oak trims, whatever it may be. That's awesome. But experience. I do think, yeah. And you know, coming to that is I, I, I still believe in, you know, I do get guys and they're like, Oh, I just want to frame. I just want to frame. But I strongly believe before you just become a framer, before you just become a former, before you specialize, you should do it all. You should do a couple full builds. You should see how the slabs work. You should see how the windows go in. You should see how the trim finishes to the windows. Cause then once you, then you go back to frame it, you can be like, Hey, there's, three inch oak trim spec in this house. I can't fit trim on that window. Maybe when I frame it, should I move that window over so I can get a nice reveal in the corner? Yeah. But yeah, but that takes, that takes seeing the trim go up in a house. You're not going to learn that by, by just framing a house and, and leaving. Right. And all that, and also like blocking out your plumbers and electricians and, and putting nails in, in plates where they shouldn't be, where, where drills are going to come through and break because yep. there's a nail nails there and that kind of thing. So yeah, I kind of came up in that. I, I, I worked in a, for a framing crew in Colorado. I didn't know anything. It was, I was ridiculous. And then, and then I worked for this general doing finished work and still didn't really understand the concept of a house because I didn't really understand everything about what was inside the walls. Then I built a couple of my own because land, land is reasonable where I live or was. And, uh, I was going to say was I've looked, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, built a couple of my own from start to finish. And that was, then I was like, Oh yeah, I'm do this is what I'm doing now. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I'm sure that's probably you, those two houses, you probably learned the most, mo the most in the shortest amount of time. Yeah. That would, the, the concept of the system really just settled in with me. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, and I think I forgot who I, who, who said it, maybe it was Steven there. Um, architect, I think you just had him on, but a house isn't just a, isn't just a stagnant structure. It's a system and everything has to work together. Yeah. So are, you, are you glad you made the leap into working for yourself? Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I'm, I'm super glad it, it was always the goal. And I think to be honest, it has, it's, I never care. It wasn't ever, I don't know. I never even to this day, I still don't know. Actually, I probably make less money right now than I, I did as an employee, to be honest. <laughs> Currently, if I broke down the hours of how much I work and, but that's oh, ideally that's just starting off. But anyways, the whole point of that is it was only, it's more for the freedom um, to, to frame and, and to build how I want to build and, and, and build and, and um, what's the proper word? Uh, improve my systems and, and, and try new things and and you know hey you know what let's do this i'm gonna try to build all this like you know and if i don't do it it's on me if i do it it's on me so i don't you know 
still Randy was good, but there was still a bit of, you know, he, he was still the builder and I was still his employee. It was never about the money. It was more for the freedom and, and uh, the drive to kind of, I, you know, wanted yeah. to try new processes and, and try new things. And, you know, ultimately the, the satisfaction of, of making an, uh, something come to fruition from my idea, I guess, you know? Yeah. But I, I can definitely relate. And I, I talk a lot about it quite a bit in the podcast and that when you're starting out you know if you you can't like take the number of hours you put into your business in the day and divide it by what you've made at first at all because it would be really oh no it'd be it'd be devastating yeah because you I, I are probably, you're wearing I, so many hats and you're learning so many things right all the time yeah and and especially in the start because you know and if you don't you know like I said, I'm training guys too. And hopefully one day the crew becomes more self-sufficient, but that takes time. So, you know, especially at this point where, you know, you're, you're, you're the bookkeeper, you're the estimator, you're the site foreman, you're the lead carpenter. And also the, the, the somewhat project manager dealing with engineering details and stuff missing and coordinating stuff with the builder. And, you know, so, if you broke down all the hours, yeah, at this point, uh, yeah, you'd probably be making, I don't know. I don't want to do it. I'd probably yeah. be making less than minimum wage. Pride of ownership. Yeah. And I don't know. And, and that's what I think it takes. Dude. Nothing, nothing in life comes without sacrifice. So it's, no uh, if you think you're just, if you think you're just going to start and, and, and I think that's why, you know, it, it takes the drive because it takes a few years. And like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm only three years into this and I'm still still at that point. So, you know, I think it's going to be a few more years before it's, you know, any more, you know, I feel feel like I've, I don't know, I'm a little more settled, I guess. I don't know how else to put it. I still think- feel like I don't know. I still feel like I don't know what I'm doing from the business aspect. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know how to frame. I know how to form. I'm confident when I'm on site, but there's, you know, QuickBooks, all that kind of stuff. Trust me, there's a lot of Googling going on. Do you think the con- <laughs> Do you think the contracting handbook is helping at all? Oh yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. And I just even uh, social media at all. It's 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 created a you know uh, guys I see on there, and then I can I can I can talk to them or I listen, and and then I'll write down notes of different things from the podcast and stuff like that. And then I'll message them on social and kind of ask them about it or, or, or whatnot. But it's, I've always said, you know, I'm super thankful for social media and, you know, that social media is a double-edged sword. I think you can use it in, in, in negative ways or you could use it in, in positive ways. Right. And uh, I think having, having social media and, and stuff to be able to, I relate it to people like it's, like I can be on a job site with six other lead carpenters with all their knowledge at the same time. You know, there's dudes I talk to like Mike there or Mike uh, from Macwatomus framing or select prime or Matt Fuller, you know, or K Engel construction from Ontario. We'll talk, you know, during, during the day, we'll talk live real time and I'll send them a, a video. Hey, like I'm going to lift this wall duh, 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 and then they'll message me back real time. Hey, put another strap there. Duh, duh, duh. Oh, sweet. You know? So it's been, you know, it's, it's been, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't put a price on it. It's, it's right. It's, it's been a, it's tool that tool that's more, more useful than any hand tool or, or, or power tool I've ever spent any money on. That's awesome. 
like straight up, what's the toughest challenge? What was the toughest challenge right when you started your, your when you went off on your own and, and how did you deal with it? Uh, just setting everything up and kind of figuring out what needed to be done. There's no, there's, you know, and you're doing a pretty good, good job and, and helping out, but there's, you know, there, there's no step-by-step guide to how you do it, especially because I find every company is a bit different and every, you know, everyone's scope is a bit different too and, and what they want to do and, and pursue and, and even how they, how they price, all that kind of stuff. Right. So the, my hardest thing was just, yeah, setting all the, the office stuff up, whether it be, you know, workers comp, figuring out all the tax stuff, you know, workers comp was, you know, I, I, I think W we have WCB and, and it's with work safe British Columbia, but you know, there's no guide. I think they should have a guide of like, Hey, this is, this is what needs to be done to set up a company through us. It's kind of like, I was just Googling everything, like I said, and it, you know, they don't make it very easy. So mostly just, yeah the site stuff's easy. I've been doing that. I've been on site, but it's just all the office stuff. And like most contractors or, or, or hands-on people, you know, I was, that's, that's the stuff I'm not very good at. Like, or, or I don't know, I don't sit still. I don't sit at a desk very well, unless I'm framing in my head. That's why. And I find that's hard. Cause I'll go, I'll go into the office and I'll, I'll have to hide all the plans. Cause I was supposed to be doing budgeting and payroll and, and, I, I get fidgety and I, I'll just roll out the plans in front of me and then, and then start figuring out framing instead. So I kind of have to hide the plans and, and try to stick to the, the actual bookkeeping. But that, that, like I said, that actual office work side has been the most difficult, but mainly just cause I didn't know. And, and because it's, you know, that's, that's not my forte, I would say. Yeah. That I, I would say the same thing. I, when I started, cause I was really good carpenter, I could problem solve, but, but, I did I was not prepared at all for what came with being on my own. And, and that's kind of the point of the, of the podcast and the, and the upcoming book. And, and that is interesting. You mentioned the insurance thing. Cause I, I want people everywhere, contractors, anywhere in the world to be able to use this book, but I don't know how insurance runs everywhere. And all I say in the book is call an insurance agent because they will guide you. They're going to tell yeah. you exactly what you need. And, and, but when you're sitting at the desk with all this stuff in your head, it's so hard to like break it down to that simple. Oh, I should just call. I should just look up a number call or, or call another contractor and say, Hey, can you just tell me like who you use for insurance? And then, you know, use that same person. Cause the rates yeah. are pretty much the same across the board. Yeah, exactly. And, and coming back to that's where Randy's been very good. Where I called them. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, hey, hey, man, who do you use for liability insurance? Oh, you did go talk to Suzanne. Oh, thanks. Yeah. You know what um, I mean? So that's invaluable. So um, but but yeah, it's it's and I find the office stuff. I don't know why, but I'll I just there's so much to do and I'll have everything in my head and I have I have I have trouble prioritizing the office stuff. So I'll sit down and I'll be like, can yeah, you do this, this and this? And I'm like everywhere where I when I'm framing, I, I just want it to be like that, where I have these systems where it flows, but I find I haven't got there yet with the office work. I haven't been able to put systems in place and sit down in the office where I can flow through stuff. It's all seems so sporadic. I just, Oh, WCB. Oh, I got to pay GST. Oh, I got it. And I'm just like jumping back and forth. I find all the time when I'm in the office and then I don't know, I just always feel super hectic. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, what I started doing with that kind of stuff is setting aside a couple hours on Fridays 
I don't, I never read, I didn't work with my crew after the first like six months. So once I had a crew, I, I realized I had to just not be with them. It was too much. And, and so, cause I had too much other stuff going on, but on Fridays, those priorities, I set aside like two hours that I need to deal with these certain aspects of the business every Friday. And that just helps systematize some of it. Um, in a, in a specific order where then it all became very rote memory. You just kind of, I just kind of started flowing through stuff because I know how overwhelming that sitting in the offices and then you've got all these other things going on on a job site and you want to be there too. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to, yeah. It's, and it's hard to compartmentalize and focus on, on the office stuff when you, you know, the build going on currently and you want to, you know, and, people like us i feel like that's what your interest is so you obviously gravitate to thinking about that side of things rather than the office work so i've also you know i, I tried to convince i tried to convince the wife to be my bookkeeper that didn't really go over very well but mm. i might i think i might eventually i'll i'll try to think bring on a, a part-time bookkeeper i think i've been kind of looking into that because i think i would rather have someone else do that side than me be on site more rather than me come off site and be in the office more i think that makes that, sense i think you you'd I, I highly recommend getting a bookkeeper. There's, there's bookkeeping services online. There's definitely a local bookkeeper that's going to charge you for two hours a week or something and just make yeah. sure all your stuff's lined up. Oh, yeah. Man, and that, I've tried to, that makes, I, that makes such a big difference and having a CPA, you know, for your taxes. Oh yeah. So you don't have yeah. And I've found, you know, I've, I've, and I, I've tried to streamline the office stuff. Like I said, like, you know, cause I like to think I'm a bit younger, newer generation, so I don't do anything paper, right? Like it's all QuickBooks. I, I use uh, I use an app app for for all the 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 guys uh, time logs and stuff like that, and it's all it's all coordinated together. So I basically can go into my computer and just hit buttons, and and it drags and, and pulls everything into QuickBooks, and then does everything, yeah. and uh, so it's nice and easy that way. But I, I so it doesn't take me much time, but there's still there's still you know. I still think a bookkeeper, yeah, would would be very beneficial because, you know, they're the professional at it. That's what they they do, and you know, I I don't do that. I frame, you know, that's where I have yeah. most of my time, and and building is where I have most of my time. So, yeah, and you'll I think you make more money once you start farming some of this work out because you can really yeah, focus on what you're good at. Yeah, and that one builder there, Randy, he did. He's giving me some good advice, and he always said he's like, you know, just know what you're not good at and hire someone better than you at it. Yep. Right. Yep. Exactly. So, so you got to realize when there's, when it's time to do that, because you know, yeah, we'd like to think we can do everything we can do it all, but there comes a point where you can't, or, you know, you can, but it, it's, it's not efficient or it's not the best product or the best results. Exactly. Exactly. That comes down to the websites, books. Have you had to deal with change orders? like big changes on a project once you, I mean, are you bidding, are you bidding square foot or? Yeah. So, so it's it. Cause I build custom, it's all per build and I don't, you know, <laughs> in customs, I hate the word. I hate the word square footage price. You can yeah. break it down and I will give a fixed price depending on the frame. And it depends on the plans. Cause I'll know right away. And a lot of the time, to be honest, it depends on the engineer. Yeah. If I see, you know, if I see a, a, an engineer that I've built, built with before his set of plans and 
it's on point, then it's, it's easier to give a, a fixed price. But so let's give an example for this project. Um, you know, the foundation, all the form work, everything that's all fixed price, all my floor framing, wall framing, fixed price. And then the roof is and steel insulation. It's all super complex. Um, so we decided we're going to go hourly on, on the roof framing. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, and it, and there, there, you know, there's a fine line and there's a debate uh, on, on that. And well, I find a lot of builders are cost plus in, Whist- in Whistler and, and there's a time and place for that, but I think there's also a time and place for fixed price. And, and that's what, why I want to do fixed price as well, because it, not, not creating a, it, I find it, you know, a lot of guys scared because they think just the quality goes down, but I also, I, I think where's the drive to do anything better if, if there's no incentive do you know what i mean mm-hmm. so if you can build more efficiently and still do the same quality well i want to progress i want to get better and to me that's getting better but if i get if i get better and just keep the same hourly rates then i'm i'm not making the money for my improvement the builder or client then benefits from me improving i'm not saying that everyone shouldn't benefit from me improving but i also want to benefit from myself improving as a as a builder, as a framer, as a former. Yeah, no doubt. Um, the, I, I think it's important when you're doing certain, um, certain types of custom work that you do, that you do time materials or cost plus, like a complicated cut roof line with, that's engineered and going to require cranes and, and, lots of meticulous work because you can't, you can't bid that. You can't tell how long it's going to take, you know, especially because your, your guys haven't been up that high doing that kind of work for very long. So they're going to be slower. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and in you're a complex gonna, roof. Sorry. Oh no. And then you, I mean, I always encourage my crew to move slowly when they're up high, like just think about what every step you're taking and, and be careful because there's a lot to think about. You got tools hanging all over you and <laughs> you know. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and I, I'm very like that. And there's a saying that a, a guy I used to work with, he told me and, and it stuck with me. And uh, I think it's, it's uh, how's it go? Uh, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. And I think that very much so applies to when you're, when you're talking safety and being on the roof. Mm-hmm. Like you know that. that just because just because you're running around like you're chicken a chicken with your head cut off doesn't mean you're doing anymore if you're moving smoothly and efficiently but taking less steps and not going as fast you can still be doing more just because you're moving faster doesn't necessarily mean you're doing more yeah yeah fast and furious can definitely lead to uh mistakes so yeah, for sure. And, and there's a fine line too. And, and that's another, that's another saying I've heard a, a framer once told me too. And, and I still believe in that. Right. And he said, he said, he's uh it's uh if you don't mess up once in a while, you're not, you're not trying to go fast enough and mistakes are going to happen. And, you know, and, and that's what we strive for. We're just problem solvers. That's all we do all day as, as carpenters. We just solve problems, whether, whether we created them or someone else created them, we solve them. But yeah, and, and coming, you know, full circle back to the, the just, just the, the, the pricing and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it's very job specific up here. And, 
and depending on the project and and what the builder and the client want to see and 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 how they want to go about the build it kind of you know i'm not trying to set myself i only do this or i only do it this way it's it's because i build custom and up here every single build is so different and each builder is different that you know i don't think i can set in stone hey i'm this much a square foot or or i only do fixed price or i only do hourly or you know it's kind of it's job specific builder specific and and what's going to work best for that that project yeah and you can't sell yourself short you got to make money on the projects especially if you're doing if you're doing a couple big projects a year you got to make sure you're covered yeah and that comes to i have a buddy and uh, he runs a, a carpentry his own his own contracting business uh kind of framing and carpentry himself and he's a little more north and he does more you know he'll do uh he'll do a barn build he'll do a, a little log cabin he'll do a deck so he's more you know two week three week jobs and you know we've talked about numbers and he's he's so he's like i don't get it why do you do those big projects like i don't think there's is as much profit like i don't think there's you know and and breaking it down, I don't know if there is either, but I didn't, I don't know, like coming back to why you asked why I started on my own too, is I didn't get into it for the money. And I like building customs is what I've always done. And coming back to what I said before, you know, I think it's what I'm good at. Um, I, well, I'd like to think, <laughs> but uh, so it becomes more fun, you know, and I don't know, there's something pride to be taken, you know, not, I'm not saying it's not complicated, but you know, like a, a square deck that's you know just joists on drop beams is you know doesn't there's not much thought or there's not much you know uh figuring to do whereas you know i i like the aspect of problem solving and, and figuring out stuff and 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 being able to get on the engineer's level and and, and talk with the engineer and figure out issues that they're even having right and mm-hmm. and uh and i really love that aspect and and that comes you know to the you know talking to about uh schooling and 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 university and and stuff like that um where you know i i think it's funny that coming up i was always i was always i don't know pushed 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 to go to university like you're not going to make it in life if you don't go to university was basically the mentality when where i grew up at least you know if you went to if you went to trade class in in high school you were kind of a a loser you know what i mean like you weren't going to make it in life that was same where I grew up. So I took all academic classes and, and all that, and, you know, but it's, it's just a different way of learning. People learn different schools, not for everyone schools for the very few, you know, and, and it doesn't make you, and my, sorry, it's kind of convoluted, but my whole point to this is I'm, I'm still able to talk on the level of a, someone who has an engineering degree, even though, you know, so but I've done on-site hands-on experience. I haven't gone to university, but I, you know, if you asked the engineer, I, I'd say, you know, he'd, he'd probably say that, yeah, I can, I can talk, talk the talk and I can, I can, you know, I, I can understand engineering to a certain degree without having to go to school. So, but it's just a different way to learn that kind of stuff. Right. Some people learn out of a book. Some people don't. Oh yeah, man. It's wild. It's, I think, I don't know. I think it's, I'm a little, you know, bitter about it. <laughs> I, I guess I would say, um, I think there's some kind of, you know, you know, universities are private entities that make money too. Right. So there's, there's incentive to push for that, for them to make money. It's all about profit. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, I've, I- I've, I've recently contacted high schools in my area, a bunch of them about, Hey, I'd, I'd love to come in and talk to people. You know, I think I would be a good, good candidate to, to get people, you know, 
I'm kind of excited about the trades. I feel like I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still relatable to a high school age. I'm, you know, I'm 29. So I still, you know, I still feel like I'm relatable to them. If that makes sense. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, and I can go in and, and I try to make my Instagram account and all that kind of fun and, you know, aimed towards a, a younger group so they can see that, Hey, this is cool. This is fun. You know, there is, there is a career here, but my whole point uh, anyways is, yeah, no one's got back to me. I emailed all the schools, called people, guidance counselors. Hey, I, you know, donating my time. I'll come talk to your shop classes. I'd, you know, I'd, I'd love to even talk to, to not even shop classes. Cause like I said, in high school, a, a guy like me, I feel like could have changed the world for me, changed the world, all the high school, man. I don't know. I, I thought I was, I, I don't know. I, I thought I was never going to do anything in my life because I wasn't good at anything. Mm-hmm. That's how I came up in high school because, you know, like I said, I, I would, I would have been good at shop class, but that was for losers. So, you know, all the high school, I was in this, this turmoil of, of I'm not going to make it in life. Um, a lot of my friends in high school went to the alternative program several days a week. I don't remember what it was called, but they all learned trades and, and they all did pretty well for themselves. Yeah, and for sure. They're all they're all like skilled tradesmen now, and that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I can't remember what the program was called. I I went back and forth on whether I should do it or not, but I think the stigma associated with it kept me out of it. Yeah, um, it's wild, man. It's wild. So because there's as I mean I don't know I and I literally in high school I didn't know there was there's you know I don't know I I feel like there's you know I I didn't know that you could have a a good a good i don't know how else to put it uh, a well-paying career in the trades no one ever instructed me that you can live a good life a happy life make decent money and 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 be in the trades you know it was kind of like oh that's only that's worst case scenario that's last resort you know kind of thing and that's also why i find we struggle to find good guys too because it's it's from day one there's been this mentality put on trades that uh, Oh, that's last resort. You go do that if you, you can't get into university. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, by the way, I love your logo. Thanks. That, that Thanks. logo that logo is dope. It's one of my favorites that I've seen. Yeah, well, I'll send you out a t-shirt and stuff there, buddy. Gotta Sweet. Get you. Cool. Um, I, I, yeah, everyone asked me. I, I wasn't fishing for merch, but that would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, everyone's yeah. asked. I just got anyways. I'll give everyone t-shirts who wants them. I just, you know, even like me this morning, I'm on site running around. I was late for this thing. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm pretty busy and like people have asked, and I just yeah. So everyone who asked if they listen to this, I'll get you t-shirts. I just don't have time to box everything, postage them, and it'll happen though eventually when I get some time here. Right on. Um but, but that thanks for that, man. Everyone asked who designed I I literally I made it. I designed it, I drew it. I just had a the, the lady, uh, my friend of mine, she's a graphic designer. She just put it into, like, I, I'm not a good drawer, but I kind of right. sketched it out in yeah. pencil, and then she just put it in a computer. She's the one who helped me set up the website and stuff like that, too. So, um, yeah. yeah it's... Just a note there, if, if, I don't know, anyone listening, I think, you know, still in this day and age, set up a, set up a decent website for your company, first thing you do. That's what you should do. Instagram's awesome. It's all awesome, but you should, a, a company website, with a company email i'm a strong i don't know and like i said i'm new to this but i think those are great things because a lot of people have said that you know that's uh, they they always ask you know about my website or even 
even financing and stuff, leasing, I was just purchasing a machine and that was a question they asked if I had a website and I had to give them my website. So anyways, but, uh, I, do you, do you have, I think, sorry. Do you have a, I, I agree with that. Do you have a, a Google, my business, uh, account yet or set up? No, I actually don't have a Google one. Um, but I did, uh, I, when I first set up the, anyways, there's tons of learning and business. Yeah, there's the, a whole the, nother app. The Google one's super important just to claim yeah. it. I'm sure you, I'm sure it's probably already there by Google, but if, if you claim it and then start getting reviews there, then Google super indexes you and it knows that you're getting good reviews. So it puts you to the top of all the searches. It's pretty rad. Yeah, I know. That's really for important. sure. That's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing that I've been meaning to do. It's been on my list is, is the Google actually thing, but, uh, Cause it, it goes in hand in hand with, Oh, I guess back to learning so much about business. When I set up the website, there was all, uh, I had to go over with that graphic designer. You have to do a bunch of things in certain ways in the website so that when you search in Google, your website actually comes up. Cause if you don't do any of that, when you search in Google, your website won't come up. And there's actually companies that now that like farm this, I forget what it's called, like SEs or something like S that. SEO. Might... SEOs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So there's so much to learn, man. It's crazy. Yeah. You're the person who set up your website can probably do some pretty quick SEO for you. But if you have that Google, my business thing, which really doesn't take long to set up, you just got to wait for the postcard to come in the mail um, to verify. And I think you can actually do it electronically now that you own it. Um, but it only takes a couple of minutes to set up and it just makes a huge difference. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, it's huge. And, and yeah, I need to. That's the one. I actually, thanks for reminding me. I'll probably do yeah, it the, this week that, about the Google thing. I've been that, meaning to do it for like the last year. That should be that should be your the next. That should be moved to the top of your priority list right now. Seriously. Okay. okay. It's noted. <laughs> um, thanks. Yeah. Uh, like I said, there's I, always so priorities stuff falls through the cracks. Yep. I know. I know. You know, that's why, not, you know, coming back to the bookkeeper, right? She could even, yep. I don't know, she, he, sorry, um, yep. could, um, you know, I'm sure that's something they could, you know, handle too, is updating the, the website and doing the Google stuff. And, you know, if I, perfect example, if I had a bookkeeper, that stuff would probably be done, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I can't emphasize enough how much that Google page matters. But with your business where it's at, getting some things under control things are cruising are you going to expand you're going to like try to have a bigger crew or are you just i gonna... think i'll i think i'll keep it small for a long time man i just i think growth can can be a killer of of many things and uh it's i it's like i said it's never been about the money so just running multiple jobs and getting hectic doesn't doesn't sound sound like what i want to do um the, the, especially I'm sure as, as you know, the work's there right now. Like, you know, builders contact me. I could, if I had the manpower and I had the guys to do it, I could be having five jobs. I could be have five. I got to have five frames on the go right now. Yeah. Um, I just, I just, you know, I, I think, and that's kind of what I want to pride, you know, until, until I have a guy going back to talking, it's not five of you on site until I have a guy who's trained, who I think is basically me. I will not start another job because like, I like, I like to, to think that the builder or the client, they hire me because, because of, because I'm on site, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, I, I can't, I can't do what I do on more than one site. 
because I'm only one person. Yeah, I, I, I definitely get that. Um, you gotta, you gotta, before you can do anything else is you gotta have a foreman you really trust who compliments you. Exactly. Who is a, a compliment to who you are. They're not exactly you, but you trust them to make command decisions. And that's hard to find. Yeah. And what, but or once you, you, once you do it though, you can be offsite more managing more stuff and taking care of other stuff that, which makes a huge difference. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's where, you know, I think I've, I've listened to a lot of business podcasts and stuff and a lot of guys talk about natural growth. And, and I think that's where that comes is, is once a guy is ready or I find the right guy that is able to take on a job, then I will take on a second job, but not, not before then and not because the work presents itself the company yeah. has to be ready to do it one of my earliest podcasts uh talks about going big or staying small and not getting stuck in between and i stayed small too with my company i i the most guys i ever had working were six and that was a short period five for a while but basically i had a crew of three foreman middle guy labor. And then I just ran around and, and was a glorified expediter. If things got skinny, it was easy for me to, to, to pivot. Yeah. And when things got skinny for the bigger companies in town, it just didn't work out for them. You know, in a, in a place with a bigger market, maybe that'd be more tangible, more, more achievable, but I I'm in a, I'm in a smaller market, although right now it's booming, of course, but um, I, I can totally relate to that staying small and having a life. Although, <laughs> yeah. although well, that, that, <laughs> that hopefully the life thing comes soon. Yeah. But, but no, and, and to touch on that, uh, um, the life thing and just, you know, I don't know. I've seen a few people post about, uh, on social there and about, uh, glorifying overworking and, and, uh, I've had a few guys message me and, and, and I think what people don't realize is I have a, I have a, I also have a personal account, uh, versus my work account. And, you know, everyone only sees me post work, but that's because it's my work account. I still have a life outside of work, but uh -huh. just, you know, you know what I mean? My pound for pound account. And that's kind of how it, that's how I got into it is I wanted a, car a carpentry account. When I first started, that was basically just to only see carpentry stuff and talk to carpentry people. But, uh, you know, so I do work hard and, but, but like I said, I moved out here for the mountains. So, so we work hard in the summer, but we do take our time and, and we do in, enjoy life in the winter. I'm just throw some stuff at you. You can just give me some responses to what you think about. Yeah, these, yeah let's uh, do it. These, these, uh, and then, and then, uh, when we, after we sign off, stick around for a minute, we'll BS for a second. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for but, sure. Uh, all right. So what do you think about, uh, timber framing versus it, stick, stick framing? Uh, I, I love it. I've done, I've, uh, you know, I've, I've done some timber framing myself. I've also, my one of my first roofs as an apprentice was a whole whole uh, explosive glue lamb prefabricated roof by Durfeld here. It was really cool, man, to see. We got to go to their yard and some of that. I don't know if you've obviously heard of Maffle, the company. Some of the Maffle tools they have is unreal. The morning centenary joint and stuff like that. I love timber frame, man. If if I'd go back and and then do a whole apprenticeship and and only do timber frame if I could, you know. I, and coming back, I love foundations, but I don't know. I just like wood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like sawdust. That's yeah, that's exactly. I, that's what I want on my clothes at the end of the day. I don't want, I don't want grease or, or yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, make sawdust um, build dreams, baby. Yeah. Uh, how about uh, off off site built wall systems? Time and place. All right. Uh, um, tr- t- time and place. Sorry, time and place, and then you know, did for the builder. Like Randy actually called me <laughs> to ask me about those um, versus stick framing, and I told him if you're in design phase. And you're going to have permitting issues where your permits coming in and you know, the fall, like say right now, so you get your permit in September, you know, get your foundation in three weeks later, boom, the, the package shows up. You have a roof in four weeks. You're good to go for the snow flying. So time and place and, and not every house I don't think can be panelized, but there's, there's houses that should be panelized. And if they're designed from the design standpoint, from the architecture as a panelized house, great idea. Trust versus cut roof (laughs) all right well i'm gonna be real right now um (laughs) this roof i'm doing currently will be the first truss roof i have ever done oh no kidding yeah i've only like i said i've done timber package i've done engineered tgi cut lvl hand cut nominal uh lumber stock cut flat roof engineered pretty much everything other than trusses (laughs) done timber frame everything but uh i talked to a lot of guys yeah sorry no uh, go ahead i just i talked to a lot of guys and they're all like man you can hand cut a roof you can lay you can put some trusses on layout and nail them because i was kind of stressing about it a little bit but but at the end of the day it's it's just a roof yeah we don't do a lot of cut roofs anymore that's not really a thing just uh just because of efficiency and, and time but um yeah well that's cool i mean cut a cut roof is super fun um you know it's not fun for the guy on the ground who's getting yelled at and and and, and getting blocks that are cut wrong thrown back at him thrown back at him yeah (laughs) (laughs) i've had that before i've had that before but um but i think it's a yeah it's and it's also a little bit of a dying art like i follow a couple of those guys like ryan their roof slayer so cool man guy prefab everything in a shop like whole hand cut roofs just by math goes in and it all works like that's the epitome of framing to me that's yeah i mean that's incredible i don't know if you follow that guy but you should i think I it's roof slayer roof hmm. slayer 87 or something like that. his okay. name's ryan i talked to him a bunch follow him unreal I'll the guy's his crazy man it's crazy um all right fa- favorite favorite tool Ooh, favorite tool. Chainsaw. Yeah. Two stroke. 90, Two 90, stroke, baby. 90 studs at once. Yeah. Yeah. 28, 28 inch, 28 inch bar and a 90 CC power head. Nice. Uh, our favorite podcast. Uh, is that a loaded question? I don't know. Contracting handbook. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Uh, I'll give a couple. Of, I do. Uh, I do like the Construction Life podcast too. I talked to Manny there. His stuff's pretty good. His, uh, um, of, I think it's, the- it's kind of, it's kind of real and and you know, uh, yeah. So you and you and him, I kind of listen to the most, to be honest. Cool. I haven't. I haven't heard his. I'll have to check it out. <laughs> there's 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 so much to to get in in every day. So much. To, yeah. Exactly. Uh, absorb. But it's good, man. It's good. The more, the better, right? And, you know, I think I saw a, a post. Uh, what was it? I don't know. 
about the sharing knowledge there and someone was like oh but if you share knowledge then everyone can do it and it's just like man that's the wrong mentality to have not everyone yeah. can do it not everyone like the diyers aren't all of a sudden going to frame complex custom homes because there's still the 10,000 hour rule right you need yeah. to spend the time to become to be able to use the knowledge and and have the wisdom to apply that knowledge people want to work with people that are confident enough to share what they know and yeah. because you are you are completely vulnerable to all the critics when you come out and say this is how you do something or this is what you should do anybody can jump on you for it and when you have a whole lot of people that are like yes this is awesome the clients want people want to work with you that that whole that whole being closed off thing is a thing is becoming a thing of the past. I, when I started the podcast, I had no idea that I'd get so many people that were willing to come on and just share information. I mean, I didn't, yeah, th- I didn't know it was going to last more than a month. <laughs> and, 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 and now, uh, you know, I'm recording the second season and, and people are, I'm getting messages several times a week from builders that are saying, wow, this is perfect. This is just what I needed. And, and uh, that's pretty pretty cool yeah man it, it's awesome yeah yeah all these podcasts everything it's it, it's great the more information the better i think you know like it's you know and that's what i you know i was talking to and it's like i think you know someone stated that yeah sharing all this knowledge the diyers will just do everything and to me it's like no i think that the line between diyer and professional will actually grow and be more clear because as a building community all of us as professionals have shared knowledge and we all become better Absolutely. I agree with that. Well, uh, you probably should probably need to go check on your guys. Yeah. Yeah. They're actually, I'm going to pick up some nails and stuff. They're probably at that deck for me. I should get over there. We got a thousand square foot deck to finish. No rest Mm. for the wicked. No doubt. You guys working through the weekend. Yeah, we'll probably work. Got to get this deck finished for, for a buddy there, uh, CBC builders. So, uh, We'll probably work Saturday. Hopefully we'll have it finished up. We're just going to get the sheeting on for them. And then, uh, and then they'll take it from there. They'll do some curb details and stuff like that. So hopefully we'll be able to finish joisting today and sheet it tomorrow. Right on, man. Cool. Hey, well, thanks for taking time out of your busy day to to hang out with me. Yeah, of course, man. This has been awesome. And uh, yeah, maybe down the line we can do a part two or something like that. There's, there's, I feel like it could be endless. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Cool, man. All right. Well, we'll catch up soon, Timmy. If you enjoyed the show, learned something, or experienced affirmation about what you're doing, leave a comment or a review on iTunes, on the podcast app on your phone, or on my website, thecontractinghandbook.com. Wherever you listen, please subscribe to help get the show to more people like you. Remember, the work we leave behind us is our legacy, wherever we are in the world. Find me, Mike Kenoki, K-N-O-C-H-E, on LinkedIn, Instagram, at The Contracting Handbook, where there's always a conversation. Follow me on Twitter, and don't forget about the Hammer app for tradespeople. Also, if you found value in the content and feel like making a contribution to my travel funds, go to my Patreon account, www.patreon.com backslash Mike Kenoki, M-I-K-E-K-N-O-C-H-E. That's all I got.